we both were coming back from that like, oh my gosh, are we even going to have a job? Like you've got six people on your team and Thomas was having a hard time getting, you know, people to apply to my position and I was having a hard time keeping and retaining and finding, you know, talented people. And Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy... Get it out, Lucas. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Window to the Soul. I am absolutely ecstatic this Monday afternoon. Disclaimer, Lucas Wyckoff is back in the building, but we had recorded a different episode via Zoom due to his scheduling, my scheduling. We decided to pop it on Zoom, and I messed up some audio things on Zoom. So Lucas kindly pivoted called an audible and he's in the studio today on a monday this is the only time we've ever recorded on the actual day so this will be out in about 30 minutes post <laughs> episode uh, i'm super excited lucas wyckoff is the manager of the traditional retail and marketing team non-traditional but yes oh, oh dude non-traditional and traditional always confuses me it's okay because when i think of traditional i think of people handing out things and being very interpersonable right. but that's technically non-traditional non correct which means more traditional than using computers but whatever all good we are you know different departments still yes. marketing still doing the same thing it's a beautiful monday i hope you have a cup of coffee well it's getting late in the day so maybe not a cup of coffee maybe some whatever lucas has in his cup lucas what's in that cup uh this would be some um blackberry lemonade mm. that's the squirt stuff right yes <clears throat> I love that stuff. It's good stuff. I've been drinking a gallon of water a day. Ugh. I, good luck with that. My skin's never felt better. <laughs> a gallon of water a day. Um, but I have this like electrolyte drink that I pour into. I'm, yeah. I'm getting really paranoid about these audio levels now. I'm watching them because I don't want the same thing to happen. Uh, I think we're good though. Um, but I get this little electrolyte drink that tastes like homemade lemonade and I throw it in my gallon. But now let me let me let you yeah. in on a little proactivity okay, here. The yes. night before when I'm setting my ninja my coffee oh lord I also, <laughs> fancy i don't know why i got, you got it. the ninja i also broke the ninja on the top it's just <laughs> a whole other story but the ninja is really nice right. but i get my gallon of water that i got in jefferson north carolina it's this big Ooh. jug it yes. was a dollar and it, nice. it was my bachelor party so it kind of reminds me of the, the hills the there mountains and the boys yes. yes so i fill it up with water and put two scoops of the lemonade mix in it throw it in the refrigerator the night before chills it out yeah. I pull it out in the morning with my ninja coffee and it just tastes like a fresh Absolutely. squeezed there lemonade. Just cold enough. And that's that's what life is really about. Yes. Making the hard things fun. Absolutely. I you know what? That's a great uh great analogy. There. Because we have to drink water. We do. But we hate drinking water because it tastes like water and it's just bland. Yeah, I've I've never been in unless I'm, you know, profusely sweating from doing yard work or something like that. I, I very rarely drink just plain water. Exactly. I know. But life is Probably about, not good. No, but life is about taking the plain water, putting a little <laughs> something in it, and planning ahead so that we get what we need to there do. There you go. Done. Now, that's why I bring Lucas here to the studio today, a professional in getting things done that need to be done. Lucas. You're too kind, but no, I no, appreciate no. it. Yes. Lucas is one of the most... <clears throat> Uh-oh. I'm about to describe you with some synonyms here. Kind... Carefree, oh, uh, carefree is two words. Kind, 
loving, always, you know, I'm not going to screw the one words, but he's always smiling. He's always down for these podcasts and he's always flexible. Yes. And I appreciate it. Yeah. And Lucas has been an exemplary employee of Richard Window Corporation. We've had him on a few times. And I wanted to unpack a season of his career here at Richmond Window that really inspired me. Um, coming into when I was hired here at Richmond Window, Lucas's department was kind of wearing thin. Yes. There seemed like there was a few employees. They're still doing great work, but the manpower was kind of lacking. Yes, absolutely. Without and, a doubt. And there seemed like there was some stress there. Um, the non-traditional team the retail was just kind of, they're weathering down, hardworking people, but there was, it just seemed like there was three musketeers yeah. left. Yes. Um, Very much so. And, and I was like, man, they're, you know, they're doing a great job. Uh, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I just passed on. And then I would continue to come in a week. So it seemed like it would kind of like teeter and totter a little bit. Um, but they continued to have their weekly meetings. They pushed through. Um, Lucas is a huge advocate of like weekly motivation, inspiring his guys, his girls, his team. Um, and then, I pop into a meeting about two weeks ago, um, and it felt like I was in the Roman Coliseum. <laughs> there was like four X the amount of employees, employees, excuse me, all smiling, all happy, just inc- just crazy energy. Really, a culture capsule of Richmond Window. Yes. Just talk to me about that. Absolutely. So I've uh, you know um, being in this business, doing what what we do here with events and retail. It's a very Traditionally, it's very much of a high turnover position, just nature of the beast with, with the way it is. Um, the, the key that I like to focus on is, is taking that high turnover position and, and making it a not high turnover position, right? So there's a couple different ways that you can attack that problem. Um, the way that I find to be the most successful is attack it from a cultural perspective, meaning create a culture in which people don't want to leave, um, even if they, you know, come across a little bit of adversity, whether it's with schooling, whether it's with you know a parent passing, or a, I don't know, any number of reasons, right? You know, a lot of reasons. That's you know, okay, oh, well, I can't do this anymore because X happened, right? But we've created such a positive culture that even when those things do happen, when life happens. Um, people stick around because they like being surrounded with the people that care about them. Absolutely. And we genuinely care about the people that work for us. Um, I think we all do that as a leadership team here in the event retail department, you know, from myself to Erica to Max. Um, we all very much care about the employees here. And, and I really think from a pre-COVID and post-COVID world, that care factor means so much more than what it did prior to COVID happening. And I think that is sort of the, the magic sauce when it comes to, you know, fostering a good culture and, and having, you know, low turnover in a department is just showing that you genuinely care and you want to see, you know, the best for somebody, regardless of what that outcome is, whether it's staying with Richmond Window Corporation, moving on to bigger things, you know, doesn't matter, you know, that's the kind of thing that we want to foster. Absolutely. Culture is huge. Yes, culture is very much a huge thing. Um, places that have toxic cultures, or not even really toxic cultures, but just meh cultures, right? Uh, nobody's really jazzed about those places. Nobody, you know, you don't hear about those places in the community. You don't hear about those places anywhere else, really. It's just kind of like, eh, it's a job, right? 
and, and we can very easily fall into that category of, of, you know, the brand ambassadors, it being just a job, right? However, um, something that I have been, you know, teaching these guys and gals in the department is, hey, look, there's opportunity coming. Richmond Window is growing. There's lots of changes coming up, whether it's short term or long term. You know, I want to invest my time in you so you can become the best Richmond Window Corporation employee that you can possibly be with the chance of, you know, growth within the company because that growth is coming. Whether we want it to or not, whether we're ready for it or not, which I know we all are going to be ready for it, but it's happening and it's coming and those opportunities are going to come there. And I'm excited to see who's going to, you know, step up to the plate. I'm excited to see, you know, the, the, the growth and the development of, of all the employees that work here. Um, so, yeah, so those are some of the fun things that are coming up that I'm excited about. But getting back to your original point, I know I always get off topic and I apologize, but getting back to your original topic here, uh, Last August, Thomas and I were coming back from North Carolina. Uh, we went to a leadership seminar down in North Carolina. And at that time, I had six people on my team. And that's that's the time that you were referring to when you introduced me. The ebbs and flows. The ebbs and flows, yes. So we both were coming back from that like, oh, my gosh, are we even going to have a job? Like, you've got six people on your team. And Thomas was having a hard time getting you know people to apply to my position. And I was having a hard time keeping and retaining and finding, you know, talented people. And, you know, so there was a whole, you know, hot topic of conversation on our way up the whole four and a half hour, you know, ride back from Charlotte. We're all talking about, you know, geez, are we going to have our jobs? What's going on? We were brainstorming, thinking outside the box of different things we could do and all that stuff. At the end of that conversation, though, you know, it just all boiled down to we're going to continue doing what we're doing. I know we haven't had the success early on with it, but we're both professionals. We both know what we're doing. We have to trust our gut, trust our instincts. And and again, we both knew culture is where it all starts, right? And uh, so we stayed the course, and now we have a team of 20-plus people, um, very low turnover in the department, um, and a lot of positive growth opportunities are going to be coming up you know, sooner rather than later, so I'll throw that little bit out there. So, um, yeah, good stuff that's happening, and we're extremely excited at where things are going. That's awesome. Yes. What a classic boy strip. <laughs> it if, was a classic boy strip. You your, if you and your boy don't <laughs> talk about your job security on the way home. I know, right? But listen, what you said about, I think it shows a lot about you as a leader to be able to sit back and not necessarily put your growth at the priority, but the people below you. I think some of my favorite... I remember in college, I had a, a, uh, internship boss and he was like the coolest dude. Cause yeah. he was always like, Hey, you should probably do this in case you wanted, like, you should probably, right. He's very, he wasn't like, 
let's get this over. Let's crunch the numbers, which in turn, the numbers were crunched because I was inspired <laughs> and motivated. There you go. But he was never, that was never his like goal. It was just to foster and create like, you know, he knew what he saw. Yeah, his employees, absolutely. And specifically me, which is something that I really appreciated. And he's uh, he's coming to my wedding. That's oh, wow! That made. is that is he, he such was, an impact right there. He invited wow. like he invited his team over for like spaghetti with his wife. Nice. It was, it was insane. And those types of leaders are they just become almost like father figures. Yeah, and absolutely. It's huge. It is huge. And it that seems huge. kind of what you're what you're doing right now. Yeah, you know, and and going back to the whole culture thing. Um, part of culture is obviously growth and development, right? So we utilize you know, performance improvement plans, not as a negative thing in our department, but as a, hey, you know, if you're struggling with something, we're going to set a very specific smart goal to help you, you know, with whatever you're struggling with to help you improve, you know, whether it's your pitch, whether it's your overall numbers, whether it's, you know, finding ways to connect with customers, like we've used them for all sorts of different things, right? So in our department, you know, a PIP isn't a negative, it doesn't have that negative connotation on it. Um, and nor should it, because it's all about, you know, first of all, our, our who we are document, you know, feedback is a gift, you know, part of our core values, you know, achieving ambition, installing integrity, embodying respect, you know, championing care, you know, doing a performance improvement plan for people fall within those parameters, right? We would be doing them a disservice if we didn't take that active of an interest in it. I mean, think of it this way. You're a, you're a run-of-the-mill brand ambassador in the department. Your numbers aren't terrible, but your numbers aren't off the charts either. You're just kind of skating by and, and coasting. coasting, right? This is where we show as a leadership team that we care about you because you could be doing so much better than what you're doing, right? You know, we don't want to see anybody just skate by. We want everybody to do their best. We want everybody to be their best. And and I have found a lot of times some people don't know how to be their best, right? People may be like, oh, I'm trying my best. I'm doing... Are you really, though? Have you thought about this? Have you done X? Have you done Y? And that's where the performance improvement plans come in, right? So it shows that we're taking an active interest, you know, that we care about them as a person. We care about their development. You know, we care about the whole experience for them, right? So that's sort of what we've, you know, I think we've, you know, somewhat accomplished in our department. And we're going to continue to to foster that kind of environment where we are because, you know, that's that's why people are staying on as long as they are, because they do know that we care about them. And, and when we show them that we care about them and genuinely care about them, they're going to do their best. They're going to try their hardest. They're going to put forth all of their effort and, and they're going to want to perform at a high level, right? It's a family. Yes, absolutely. It's a freaking family. It is a family. That's awesome. I mean, you have, you know, to use the family analogy, uh, not that they're my kids, so, um, (laughs) not what I'm saying, but, uh, you know, if I didn't push my kids to be their best, if I just allowed them to skate by my being the best parent I can be? No, I'm not. So I, I do translate that aspect of things into my job because I do think that that is important because I do care about people. And your point about putting, you know, my growth and development kind of to the wayside, it, it, you know, my job as a leader is to support those people below me, right? Mm-hmm. If they're not at their best, if they're not being their best, then then I'm not my best, yeah. right? 
And the thing about the parent, yeah, you're absolutely, you're not their dad, but that's a role that you've chosen yes. and that you're in and that's your responsibility. And that's kind of where it translates to this. It's like you have, you've accepted the responsibility. Yes. You didn't have to. Right. You're here now and it's your job to bring these. That's right. These young whippersnappers up. Or older whippersnappers. Older whippersnappers, <laughs> young at the company. Young, yes. young, young in their, at the company. In their there tenure. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> um, no, but I think you guys do such a great job. And what you said about, I'm just, just going back to what you were talking about with yeah. Thomas, kind of kind of motivated me a little bit. You said um, you had a moment of doubt. Yes. You're like, you know what? The results aren't really speaking for themselves right now. But you said, I'm a professional. This is what I do. Yep. This is what I was hired to do. Absolutely. Tell me about that. Give me that mindset. Where does that, what did you have to dig into to get that perspective? What I d- dug into to get that perspective is I have been in not this exact position at this company, but I've been in a similar We've position. We've been here before. before. I've been here before <laughs> where things have looked a little dire, right? And you start questioning, do I need to really you know, what do I need to change with myself? Do I need to reinvent the wheel? What, you know, that's natural for those thoughts to come up. But something that's never let me down is being in these positions and trusting the the skills and the knowledge and the abilities that I have. You know, I lean into those. I, I know what I'm doing when it comes to, you know, developing people, identifying talent, you know, fostering good culture in a department. You know, I know what to do. So, it may be rough in the beginning, but it's going to get rougher before it gets better. Yeah. So that's what I sort of leaned into, and um, I'm glad that we stayed the course with that because it's it's definitely paid off. I think that's where a lot of people do go wrong is they try to reinvent the wheel too much, and then they don't know who the hell they are, right? Yeah. Because they're just reinventing the wheel every you know couple months, and then it's like, well, who who am I as a leader? If I'm constantly, re- I'm not saying you should never reinvent yourself at some point in your career. You know, be stupid not to, but, you know, there are certain things that, you know, you just need to stick to your guns to trust yourself because you know what you're doing. Stay the course. Things are going to get rougher before they get better. And then, you know, it ends up panning out. So has it taken like a few bad hits to get to that point? Yes. So early on in my retail career, um, and, and I know we touched on this slightly at one of the earlier podcasts, but for you folks that missed it, um, heavy retail background here, uh, took over a lot of bad stores. That was kind of my MO. They'd give me the bad stores to turn around, right? So the first the exterminator, couple, if you will. <laughs> the first couple of times I was in that position, I didn't know how to how to really get over that hump and and turn the store around. And then it just it had like a light bulb moment. <clears throat> What do all the high-performing stores have in common? And it's they have a great culture. People want to work there. So that's sort of the approach that I took to attacking those underperforming stores, starting with the culture. You turn the culture around, the performance is naturally going to be turned around as well. So years and years and years of doing that, you know, and I come here in this position and, you know, we have a, you know, a decent-sized team when I get here and then... Because of one reason or another, the team got dwindled down. And then, it, you know, I find myself in that precarious situation where it's like, oh, my gosh, didn't think I'd be back here at this point. You know, what do I do? Again, stay calm, stay the course, you know, have confidence in what you're doing and then uh, watch it come to fruition. 
Mm. Yeah. That's a little, we're going to have to take that little bite out. <laughs> I love that. Well, hey, this is a wonderful little it is. Monday morning, Monday Absolutely. motivation. Monday motivation. Absolutely. Um, wow. So, so I have to ask you something really quick, Stephen. Have, have you had any of the Elijah Craig yet? Or do I need to go buy you a bottle? I have not had the Elijah Craig. Oh my gosh, you're, I you're disappointing know, I me. Know. So I, I will have to go buy you a bottle. Don't do that. No, please. Yes. You can call it a wedding present. Okay, I will give you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying to everyone now. It's like, yeah, no, you don't. You can call it a wedding present. There you go. Okay. Um, but in the previous episode, Lucas and I were talking about his. Uh, before we close out, we yes, have to. Before we have close out, we have this. to talk about that. Uh, Lucas loves his. his um, <laughs> bourbon. His, his bourbon. And he was trying to get me on the bourbon train. I just don't. It's just not fun. It just burns. No, not the, not this. I'm telling it's you. It's smooth? I'm, uh, yes. That's why I like it so much. The last time I had... I have a bad taste in my mouth for alcohol as of late. Because... Too much partying. No. Bachelor party. No, not even that. Like Uh-oh. We were, we were fine. We had some <laughs> we had some tequila. And it was like... Ooh, it was nice. Right. No, but I... For some reason, I had like food poisoning a couple oh, months ago. Okay. And I and I had like my chicken and rice. And I think I didn't cook my chicken fully at one point. Ugh. And then that night, I had Jack and Coke. And it was like nice. I was like, oh, this is good. But that, that following 24 hours it was rough. I kept tasting it coming yes, back up. Yes, yes. So every time, I'm just like, what? What? So I don't know. I I want, I'll try it. Okay. Like I, I, I get you a small bottle. Just give me a little. I'll get you a small bottle. And then I'll, I'll, I gotcha. I'll pour it and I'll have okay. it. I, you know, I could use a nice little small glass of Elijah you, Craig. You could. Everybody can. It's great Every, stuff. Everyone could take it, take some time off. <laughs> but Lucas, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. I uh, enjoy this. Anytime. Any any closing Monday thoughts? Closing Monday thoughts. Just uh, be true to who you are. Stay the course. And uh, always try to learn new things. Oof. Oof. I know. Oof. That was smooth. That was right off the Elijah Craig. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful Monday. The week is ahead of us. Um, it's coming into summer. It is. Love it. It's blooming. Uh, hope this was beneficial, fruitful. Share it with a coworker. Share it with a friend. Um, and just have a wonderful rest of your day. This yes. has been the window to the soul with Lucas Blackhawk. Thank you. Thank you.